Now, how old are you? 27. How old are you? 24. Okay, y'all are babies. Yeah. Okay. We're going to start there. Y'all are babies. And I need you guys to understand it's a process. It's a process. Okay, to get to self-love. It's a process. When I was you, when I was your age, I was a mess. Do you hear me? I can't believe it. I was a mess. <laughs> a mess. Okay? And I have spent years. I'm 47. Okay? So I've made it a part of my life's work. To reach self-love. I'm okay. finally at a place where I can look at myself in the mirror. Okay. I can think about everything that I've done. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can look at my warrior scars and Say I can that. go, baby, good okay. job. <laughs> you still right. got it, girl. Right. I'm proud of you, mama. <laughs>
<laughs> personally, I, I, I personally, I, I mean, they could just be decoration. But um, I thought it was just decoration as far as like fashion, but clearly, waist beads symbolize weight loss, I think. But anyways, dropped two episodes on last week. That was last week, right? Yeah, last week. Uh, yeah, last week we dropped like oh, what wow. Tuesday and Friday, something like that. It's something weird like that. So now we're just trying to hit that reset button. And um, get back to it. Like I was telling you earlier, bro, I, I slept damn near 11 hours. Just because I just, like, my body just felt like I was doing too much. But then my body felt like it was going through some weird type of pains because of some of the exercise I was doing. And then getting this tooth pulled kind of put me in a different mental space. So I'm like, let me relax before I be out here about to pass out. And then I kind of had a long day yesterday. But anyway, man, you had your long drive back to the CLT. Did you see anything interesting on your 15-hour road trip? I got to ask that question. So funny thing is, I ended up going, I, I ended up being redirected because of some traffic. And so it ended up taking me north of the, north in the country earlier than I thought it would. So when I was leaving Texas and going into Louisiana, I actually didn't come across on I-10. I came across on some back roads. And literally, like, 50 yards after I crossed into Louisiana, I seen, like, the biggest Confederate flag I've ever seen in my life. Like, you know how they how they drape the American flag over the football field, you know, in pregame and everything, and it's the yeah, huge flag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was probably about half the size of that. This was, like, Dang. a huge flag. And I was like, damn. I mean, but there's, like, I, okay, I am, like, crossing in some backwoods type shit. This is very rural America back here. And I was like, man, that is a huge flag. Yeah, yeah, man. Confederate flags. The Union. Fun fact. Yeah. What was it, from 1861 to 1865? You were around mm-hmm. and, and you holding on to that history? That's a, that's a quote-unquote long history. <sighs> I hate you. <laughs> oh, man. Some people say that the, the Civil War was exaggerated. They say a lot of wars were exaggerated to an extent. I mean, lives were lost. Bodies are in the ground. A lot of black lives were lost. I think they were purposely sacrificed just just for means. Because, like I said, I, I, that the whole the whole Confederacy thing. Like I said, man, it's it's one of those conversations that you get into a debate with these people, and it's like, I mean. Can you be mad at them for holding on to something like that? Because, like I said, I mean, Americans think that we won the won the World War, like World War One. I. I mean, some some Americans are oblivious to it. Like, you even look at sports from a certain perspective, and you know, like people are still tell you, like, you got you got you got you got fans, LA Dodger fans, right now that are mad at Houston because of the, the cheating thing, and they're like, shit, we won. It's like. Bro, let it go. It's like we got the W, we brought the trophy home. It's like, but yeah, you know, it's crazy when 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 winning is subjective. When you just be like, bro, this <laughs> is where we are now. So people want to put an asterisk next to everything these days. Yeah, man. Uh, whatever, man. But that's 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 interesting that you saw a flag that big. It just it just furthers the point of people need to realize that social media is really just a it's a drop in the ocean. You know, like, 
you think social media is the world, but it's really just one drop of something that's even bigger. So you can go and you can go and tear down all these monuments and statues and stuff like that, and you see it on TV, and you think that this is this has this mass effect. But little do you know, I can go through a backwoods of Louisiana, and there are statues there, <laughs> there are flags there, and you're not touching that shit. Because for me, like you can go tear down all the public shit you want, the shit that the state put up. But once you start tearing down somebody's private shit, you stepping into another arena. You know that's yeah. that's vandalism, that's theft. Although it's still vandalism in those things, you have to realize that a lot of these 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 democratic ran cities, they're allowing y'all to do that. They're allowing that to happen, based on the fact that it's all political. They want they want they want their constituents to feel free to do things like that so they can get that vote again. And that's why I just keep saying it's going to be real interesting to see you know, how this election year plays out. It's going to be real interesting to see how a lot of states swing from red to blue, if they swing from red to blue, and just even future elections, because I think that this year is going to be really pivotal in whatever any governor or mayor or any representative does in the next year or two. This year is going to be very important. I mean, keep don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I mean, there's plenty of places that are still possibly going to, going to get hit by hurricanes. Like, People aren't even thinking about that right now. There's still, there's still going to be pl- people that are going to be complaining about how hurricanes are handled, how other natural disasters are handled. And it's going to be like, I'm still one of the ones sitting here like, damn, we spending all this money on this other shit. What are we going to do when, <laughs> when, you got, when you need money for disaster relief? As in, motherfuckers just lost their homes. When our normal stuff starts happening again. Yeah, yeah. You know, stuff that we usually plan for. You know, and to me, that's a... That's that's gonna be a, a interesting thing to come into. But then if the shit doesn't happen, you'll have a lot of people saying like, "Ain't that wild that we had a year like this, but then we didn't have any natural disasters?" So that, I, I think they're gonna come. I think that they usually, and as hot as it's been, I think that may be worse this year. But you know, I'm not gonna wood. I, I don't. I do hope that if we have any hurricanes or floods or whatever, they're real light and they're easy to get through. Because we Americans, Canadians, Australians, everybody around the world has been through enough. But Mother Nature don't give a damn. At, at all. At all. They, Mother, Mother, Nature, Mother, Nature, Mother Nature might have had that Michael Jordan secret stuff for, at halftime and be coming out the second half ready. We are don't, approaching the... Don't forget about those wasps that just kind of fell back. <laughs> those murder hornets. <laughs> those those murder hornets just kind of fell back. It's like, oh, okay, y'all ain't ready for us yet, bit. We yeah, in the tub. It's... it's like I said, man, it's been an interesting year, man. So it, we can't. I couldn't write this type of comedy. <laughs> it's it's funny that every time like I go on, I'm on social media and I go into the comments, bro. Like the that the the reoccurring theme that I keep seeing is they trying to kill us. <laughs> like when I see that, I'm just like, dang. Like people really have that apocalyptic mindset. They're like, man, they really really feel like the world is coming to an end. And to me, that just lets me know that they're consuming way too much of this misery. Like, like, dude, relax. Like, nobody's trying to kill you. It, it, if they really trying to kill you, what what have you personally dealt with where you felt like your life was on the line? I guarantee you, ask a lot of people that they couldn't they couldn't give you a, a real answer. They couldn't. I seen a post where people where somebody said, "Oh, you think the government's trying to control you by wearing a mask?" Well, when you first come out the womb, they give you a serial number. 
So you, you have to always tell them where you live. You have to pay property for the land that you quote unquote. You have to pay taxes on the land you quote unquote own. So you have to pay them taxes for the money that you make on your own. And you just think now they're trying to track you. Now they're trying to treat you like they own you. They owned you since you didn't came out. For sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> the mass debate, man. The, the, the mass debate. It's It's funny. The mass debate, to me, at the root of it is confusion. When it's all said and done, it's the mainstream media and it's our government that mishandled the the impact of what a mask can do. And the the people, I don't blame the people for being mad because the people were given misleading information. You give people misleading information, this is how they're going to react. I mean, you... You get you get a mindset of cooperation when you put out facts, you back up the facts, and you say this is why it's important, and you may have a lot less pushback. But the fact of the matter is we had important, prominent figures that stepped out and they said it with their own mouths that masks are a waste of time and they are ineffective. We've had prominent figures, whether it was the attorney general, whether it was a Dr. Fauci, it was multiple government people that said masks are a waste of time. The only people that need to have masks are people that are infected or healthcare workers. And then they flip-flop 30 days later. So to me, that's the real debate. And I think that the rebuttal of they're trying to control us and all that BS that's that political mindset to it. Like that's just a political twist to it to just cause more confusion. At the end of the day, nobody is giving out complete facts on what masks do. And to be honest with you, if you're looking at a place like China that has been wearing masks since 2003, since the first SARS outbreak, when you're looking at a place like China that has already been practicing that, but then all of a sudden, 17 years later, we're st- we're infected by something that comes from China. So the so the first logical question is, if masks work so well, then how the hell did it get here from China? They've already been wearing masks. And then you have to go ahead, Jay. I say because they eat bats and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man. the fat- the fatality rate for this disease is like point six eight man, or some shit like that, dog. So. We can go in circles about this. At the end of the day, I was talking to Jay Mark, and I mean, he even put up another point. He's like, and I was telling him, there was an argument about seatbelts like in the 40s and 50s. And I've talked about this before. Like, the argument was whether people wore seatbelts or they wore harnesses. And obviously, you think, harness? What the fuck I want to wear a harness for in a car? And some people felt like the harness was way more protective. Like, it really secures you. But then... The seatbelt was like, well, you don't want to get trapped in a burning car and things like that. So there were logical debates on both sides. But as you see, we're with seatbelts right now. And seatbelts are very important because over time, the data has been compiled and it's proven that seatbelts reduce deaths. It doesn't totally eliminate a death, but it definitely reduces the 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 impact of a car crash. But then seated, you get, when you couple that with airbags, you know, cars are a lot more safer than they were in the 60s compared to now. So even the people that take this stronghold on masks, 
I feel like, hey, I feel you. I, I, you know, I know you want a virtue signal. I know you want to, you know, pretend like you're uh, holier than thou. I get it. I'm just saying that you can't be mad at people. You shouldn't be mad at people that are just trying to get the facts. We're just trying to get the data that says, hey, do these masks really work? And if they really work, why am why are so many people still walking around without them and they're fine? Like it's 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 so many if it's it's if ands or buts about this situation to just make you say, hey man, I'm just gonna allow people to do what they do. I'm gonna protect myself. And like and like I saw, it was funny because I mean I knew when Trump had went to visit that military base the other day, it was gonna be backlash. I knew the media and all the photo ops were gonna be really hard on his mask. And it's like I've never seen a period in any of this where any Republican specifically said, I'm against masks. I think most people are just against a mandate, meaning a person should have a choice. Yeah, just it's, like, it's, it's always, just like, don't tell me what to do. Let me make yeah, let me make a decision. Like, I'm still baffled at the fact that a sick person, like I'm literally who with my homeboy yesterday. And you know, obviously we hoop we ain't wearing masks, and he's telling me, he's like it's a lot of senior citizens in this neighborhood. And I'm noticing they're walking by, like it's an older crowd that stays in his neighborhood. And none of these people are wearing masks. None of these old people are walking up the street wearing masks. I'm talking about, and I was like, dude, in my area, when I ride my bike and I go for a run or whatever, I noticed that a lot of the old people are not wearing masks. And I'm sitting here like, aren't they the most high risk? And he was like, yeah, that just, and I'm looking at it like, well, to me, that's, that symbolizes to me that in a sense, if they not tripping, then why the fuck should I be tripping? Because let's be 100 here. If they were my immediate relative and I was going to visit them and they wanted me to wear a mask, fine. But if we just cross and pass, like, what is the significance of me wearing a mask if I'm not interacting with this person? I'm not swapping spit with this person. Like, I just, I just think that the logical arguments against wearing a mask are logical. I think people that want to wear masks, I think that they're cool too. It's not a problem. My issue is when you try to coerce people and you try to shame people into wearing masks, calling them selfish, making them think like they're the ones that are prolonging this lockdown. It's like, nah, bro. Like, it's a lot more things going on in this world that have contributed to the fact that the lockdowns have been extended and the root of it all is it's an election year and it's a lot of shady shit going on and there's no denying that bottom line have you heard about the earn it act hold on hold on you're moving a little bit too fast oh my bad bro my bad. Go <laughs> let, ahead. Me, let me make some comments on that last topic first sir <laughs> go ahead bro but like like I mentioned when I told you I went to um, HEB the other day, like the people that I seen without masks were typically older people. And like you said, they're supposed to be the ones that are at, at the higher of risk for this disease to the point where they say children under 10 aren't even at risk. And that that's weird because I read something where they said, well, basically we're saying children under 10 aren't at risk because we haven't been testing them. And that's that to me, that's just like... <laughs> Okay. That that goes in line with the saying of, you know, well, you know, we test more people, we get more positives. If you were testing more children, you might find out that, hey, they get this stuff too, but that's neither here nor there. But the way that I feel about the mask, like, and we had this conversation, of course, this is what we've been talking about for the past, what, four months at this point is just, you know, I'm doing it to protect the people that I'm around. 
Yeah, I could probably care less about this random person that I cross paths with in HEB, but I care about if I get something from that random person that I cross paths at HEB and I take that home to my family. That's where that's where the 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 real that's why I put on a mask when I go out because I don't want to take it home to my family. I don't care about giving it to y'all. I care about y'all giving it to me and me taking it home. Plain and simple. But no, I have not heard about the Earn It Act. <laughs> hey, but. Everything you just said to me just go it goes right along with guns though. Like you own a gun, right? Mm-hmm. You own a gun. Yeah, so you own a gun. Do you own that gun to protect your neighbor? Nah. Why do you own that gun? To protect to protect me and me and, and everybody on the side of the door. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it like so if even like if you out with your homeboys and you're the only one that got a gun on you, that's there to protect you and your homeboys, technically, right? Or yep. if you're at the house with your mom and them, you're the only one with a strap. That's to protect you and your fam. So I'm just like, if it's it, it, and the reason you own a gun is because you have that right to own a gun, right? Correct. So I'm just confused. I'm like, that's actually that's actually that's an actual amendment. Like that's in the Constitution. That's something that as Americans, like that's legit law, and it's been proven to to work. Like, you got a gun on you, you can protect yourself. Great, cool. I don't understand why it's such a big, big, big debate with these masks. Where it's like you trying to get me to protect your hypothetical grandparents. I don't know them, you know. And, and, and like, like I don't know you. Like I'm literally just crossing paths with you. Like if crossing paths with you is is a danger now. Like I can't cross paths with people. Then now I understand why lockdowns are so important because y'all just trying to keep us in the house because y'all don't want us interacting with each other. But the fact of the matter is. Dog, people out here playing basketball. People out here going to the beach, and like you, you trying to shame them into thinking that their normal act. Like you're really mad at people for trying to get on with their normal lives. That's like that Greg, shit wilds me. Greg Abbott's like, all right, if y'all don't, if y'all don't, if y'all don't settle down, we're gonna go back on lockdown. What are we doing? Nobody's out we there. Can't do nothing. Nobody's out there just like knowledgeably, you know spreading the virus like oh i know i have this virus i'm finna go you know go to church and i'm a cough and i'm a sing and i'm a praise and i'm a i'm a i'm a willingly spread this virus people half people don't know they got it because it's that fucking weak imagine, i'm telling you imagine a virus so so deadly that you ain't even know you got it <laughs> she crazy man what a time what a yeah time. man what a time but the reason i brought up the earning act is because once again, bro, whenever we distracted by something, they working on something. So to simplify this Earn It Act, the Earn It Act is basically this law that's been passed, that's been passed to protect children. Because if a lot of y'all, if y'all haven't noticed, there has been an uptick in children on social media, which is dangerous. And we as a society has have gotten used to it to the point where we don't even care if when when these kids are getting on social media, does it even ask, are you 18 or older anymore? I'm pretty sure if they do even ask that shit now, they probably drop the age to like 14. <laughs> so <you laughs> they're gonna click yes anyways. Exactly. So what the what what the Senate is doing is they're trying to put the pressure on internet sites, social media sites to weaken the privacy, weaken the encryption so the government can have a better way of surveilling us. Because remember, like y'all said, we've been tracked forever. 
But don't get it twisted. We do have a certain level of privacy out here if we move accordingly. Like, you can be safe to an extent. Like, the government does not have to know your every move. But with this law passing, the way they were able to coerce these social media sites into basically giving up privacy is by saying, hey, if you don't give up this privacy, then children are going to be harmed. And it's like, hold on. You trying to make it seem like I'm just cool with rampant child trafficking and pedophilia when at the end of the day, it's not the social media sites. How do I say? It's not, it's not Instagram. It's not onto Instagram to protect your child. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense, like, that's the, to me that falls on the parent. If you're a, if you're a parent of a fourteen year old girl, and this fourteen year old girl is chopping it up with some thirty year old man, and then some shit goes awry, like you, Instagram doesn't have the liability on that. Like Instagram shouldn't be liable for that. That's on the parent, and that's on the parties involved. But what this act is doing is, it's it's still not putting the liability on Instagram or Facebook. But it's allowing the government to get into these databases in order to stop that type of stuff from happening. That's what they say. But the fact of the matter is, they're just they'll just be able to spy more on people like me and you that are just on there just chatting it up, minding our business. Bro, but I that's sw- that's how you do it. I swear I was on my computer yesterday and it's kinda like, all right, most social media go runs through your phone. So I'm on my computer and it's like, after I pay bills, what do I really use the internet for aside social media? The Google here and there, but that's it. And, and we already we already know how it goes with the Google. They love sharing information. That's why when you Google something, then you go on Instagram. The shit that you was googling, the first shit to pop up, you know, because they because they you know it's just it just it just works that way. It makes everything easier. And the more you see these images, the more it feeds into your brain as yeah, this is something I need to do. That's why if y'all haven't noticed, if you're on Instagram or on any of these social media sites, you're constantly seeing these promotions of different masks. And the reason that you're constantly seeing these images of these masks is because they want to imprint that ideal into your head that that is normal. And at the end of the day, wearing a mask just to be wearing a mask is not normal. Like, that is far from normal. Like, that is germophobic behavior. You're You're so obsessed with not getting germs that you're wearing a mask. You're so obsessed with not getting sick that you're wearing a mask. You know, it's, 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 to me, it's a personality disorder in a sense. And it baffles me that instead of telling people to eat better, instead of telling people to take their vitamins, get, you know, go to the doctor, get checkups, exercise more, join gyms. This is the type of stuff that they've restricted from us now. And they're telling us to wear a mask. It's like, oh, I could still be this fat slob on a wheelchair at the age of 32, riding around Walmart, but as long as I got a mask on, I'm healthy. No, I have way more problems than catching COVID. Like, first of all, I could die from diabetes. Um, Obesity is an issue in America. Like, and you're telling me, like, y'all, the people don't even know, like, they're saying that by the end of the year, you're talking about close to 100,000 people that are probably going to die of cancer due to the fact that Hospital wings are so limited, and there's so many people that are terrified of going to hospitals right now because they're more scared of COVID than cancer. That's where we. That's how mass hysteria breeds 
that's what that's what's going on right now. Mass hysteria is so effective in, in causing more deaths rather than people realizing like, hey, this thing is something that our immunity can fight if we're healthy individuals already. So why am I just going to stay cooped up in my home and not get the physical activity in that I need, not eat the right food? Like everything is being preached to us other than actual health. Yeah. Gaining better health. Like like a mask, man. Like that's my beef. Like it's a mask. Has, like, has anybody so said, many- oh, well, make sure y'all are taking your vitamins and, you know, make sure you get out for 30, 60 minutes a day, you know, get your heart rate up. You're getting none of that. Nothing to strengthen your immune system. Like, I even know people that if they're like, um, when it's to me, it's like you, you, you come off a broken ankle and your ankle's healing. A part of therapy is to start to put pressure on that ankle. And I feel like it's interesting when you think about the body in the sense of you kind of got to put your body in those situations to be able to fight off things. So if you're just, cooped up in the house all day, not getting any sunlight, not strengthening your immune system, what type of pressure are you putting your body under? Your body just gets used to this this comforting state. You're just sitting in a house, getting all your food delivered to you, getting your groceries delivered to you, and you're not interacting with humans. You're not doing any physical activity. And it's wild that they're promoting this lifestyle as a lifestyle that we should embrace as a new normal. And I'm going to constantly keep saying, fuck a new normal. Like, there's it's 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 not cool it's not cool because i think the new normal that they're talking about i think it's counterproductive and all honesty like i said in texas especially i can't go out without seeing somebody that i know needs to get on a treadmill go run on a track and you know do something better for their overall sense of being and like i said i know some people are just genetically predisposed to being bigger but at the same time isn't that the isn't that the community the overweight community, aren't they the ones that's, that are more susceptible to dying from COVID? Yep. And it's like, you're telling them to stay in the house so they can die? <laughs> like, that's crazy. Like, don't don't get it twisted, bro. The governor of New York literally sent about 5,000 people to nursing homes to die. Like, this is what we're doing. This is the type of information we're getting from our government agencies. Like, they're sending people to their deathbeds because they feel like the best way to handle this is to run from it. And like you were asking me the other day, you was like, bro, like, doesn't it seem like some of this medicine is killing people? Like even the ventilators were taught to be, they, they it was thought that the ventilators was killing people. And guess what they doing? They still giving them medicine. And they still put them on ventilators. It's like, bro, they trying to kill us. <laughs> Cause when you think, when, I mean, just, just think about it. Why are you put on a ventilator? I thought it was to resuscitate to to give you give you oxygen and bring you back. Wait, like they're be, not, because your lungs aren't working properly. Yeah. So now you're telling your lungs, "Hey, take a break. Take a break." What would you tell me yesterday about muscle memory? Like you tell oh, your yeah, lungs yeah. to take a break, and then all of a sudden you'll be like, "All right, uh, I hope you got some strength because you know here's a whole human body you got to work again." At the age of ninety. At the age of ninety insane insane dog i really wish people would really see the dark side outside of racism because i think when people think of the dark side of the government 
the American government specifically, they only think about racism. They don't think about anything else. Like they don't think about MK Ultra. They don't think about you know the the the, the um the syphilis testing because I guess even with the syphilis testing they they relate to the to racism too. They don't talk about how that we were literally human guinea pigs in multiple experiments over the past 100, 200 years. And it was literally the American government that was doing this shit. And it really had nothing to do with race. I don't know. Have you been checking out uh, Unsolved Mysteries? The remake? Uh, no. I started I started that first episode, but I was too, too distracted to really pay attention to it. It's not as good as the original. N- nothing's it, as good as the original, sir. Robert Stack getting out there narrating just gave it a different edge and this is one of the reasons why I hate Netflix because I know what Netflix is doing see Unsolved Mysteries back in the day was really more along the lines of conspiracy theory if you were watching the original the OG Unsolved Mysteries which you can watch it if you have uh, if you have IMDB or Amazon Prime you can watch the OG Unsolved uh, Mysteries they focused on shit that was like, okay, you can, it was people on there with UFO sightings. It was people that, it, it talked about serial killer conspiracies. Um, people that, like, it was like people legitimately, like, would disappear. And they, they just, it wasn't enough evidence to figure out why. This new Unsolved Mystery, it's more along the lines to me of just foul play. Yeah, like that like first episode was kind of like. All right, like oh, he would never do that, and it doesn't make any sense that he would jump from here and and his cell phone's on the ground, and it's fully intact. And I was like, eh, yeah. it's possible. It's possible. I was I was watching the whole time. I'm like, eh, it's possible because it was moments in the episode where I started to feel like I don't know, man. This dude didn't really seem too mentally stable to begin with. I really started questioning that guy, but see. That's why I feel like with this with this new series, it's more along the lines of foul play. But like when you watch the OG Unsolved Mysteries, like it's literally like you be like questioning, you're like, hold on now. You start questioning other people because you feel like, all right, this person just end up missing, like just out of nowhere. And it's like, hold on, like who was the last person they talked to? Well, we don't know. Like it was <laughs> to me, it was a legit unsolved mystery. Like I said, now. They're labeling it an unsolved mystery because it's a cold case. Yeah. So all they're doing is trying to you know, exploit the unsolved mysteries, you know, that name. It's like, uh, I get what y'all are doing, but these are just cold cases. Yeah, with, go, go back with, to when people walk into a grocery store and never come back. Like you I, have footage I'm, of them going in the store and they never come out. That's unsolved mysteries, OG shit. Like, I fuck with that, like, for real. And I brought up unsolved mysteries to say, like, it was this one episode I was watching, unsolved mysteries. And it was crazy because this family, they, they, it was like, I think it was like the early 19, like it was like 1950s or something. These two boys, they went hunting in Arkansas in the middle of the night, which is illegal. Night hunting is illegal in Arkansas. But these two boys, they went hunting. And a train conductor was coming down the tracks one night, the night that went hunting. And basically, he saw two bodies on a track laying with their arms out, wrapped up in a green tarp. And the rifle, it was a rifle like a couple of yards away. You know, don't give me, I don't really know how trains work, but I think the train ended up having to run over the two boys. But he was, you know, the train conductor was able to slow down. 
and called the cops. And based off the decapitated, decapitated corpse, they were able to do enough data to say, well, these kids had been smoking marijuana cigarettes, 20 of them each. And they basically ruled, it was crazy, bro. And this is our government at work. Like, this is our, these are local governments at work. They end up ruling the shit, and this is one thing I seen you was pissed off about with with um with a lot of the these kids that are being labeled suicides and they hanging themselves from trees supposedly. This was the same shit that our government was doing in the '60s, and these were white kids, and he and the government basically told them the police department basically told them like, hey, we don't have enough evidence to to rule this as a homicide, so we'll we'll say it was an accidental death. And the parents is like, hold on. Our children were laid on a track, wrapped up in a tarp with their arms laid out. You saying that they was high. And you saying that this was an accidental death because they were so high. So what they end up having to do is extend the investigation, bro. And they had to put a PI on it. The PI was having a hard time getting information because you know why? The local government, local authorities was trying to to, to basically make them go through red tape to get basic information. But then it finally turned out that the kid, neither one of the kids had marijuana in their system. And, and, and matter of fact, it wasn't 20 marijuana cigarettes. And then it so turned out Some arbitrary number that you just throw out there is like, oh, he was high. Oh. high. <laughs> But the last thing thing they want is somebody to come in and undermine their investigation. Bruh, that's incredible. And then it turns out that they were able to investigate one of the shirts, and it was a stab wound in one of the shirts. It was like this, one of these kids was stabbed. Like, so then they had to say, okay, this is a possible homicide. Put possible on there based on the fact that we don't know who stabbed who. But somebody was stabbed. And by the time they got down to the end of it, the crazy thing was they said 20 days before that, 200 miles away, an identical case happened. Literally two boys found on the track that ran over by a train. 200 miles away. A serial killer like, a serial killer trying to get his shit off and they won't let Bruh, and that just goes to show how you cannot trust the people that we call authority. You just can't because they're human just like us. These people are really just trying to get home. Most people that do their jobs, bro, these days, especially if they don't love them, they want to do their nine to five and go home, bro. Directly most, home. Most Americans want to make money doing nothing, which is obviously it's common sense. It's Amen. logical. I ain't mad at you kind of the point but the fact of the matter is if you're a police officer if you're a teacher if you're a firefighter if your job directly impacts the community that you live in bruh i'm sorry you're not working a regular nine to five you got a career career like you're you're looked at as a hero to the community because the service you provide can render life or death if not life or death the service you provide is going to say whether or not this person is going to come out into the community and be a high-functioning citizen. I'm just saying. And a lot of people just look at their jobs like, I'm a clock in, I'm a clock out, bruh. Y'all didn't go to college. 
Y'all didn't get these degrees just to have jobs to where y'all clocking in and clocking out. I'm sorry. Some of us do have just these basic clock in, clock out jobs where we're on assembly lines and shit. But me being on an assembly line is nothing like a person that is doing d dentistry work or doing heart transplants. Just imagine if your doctor was just trying to go home, Jay, and he had to repair your knees. And he like, bruh, I'm trying to get up out of here. And then he just do some fucked up shit and you just bow-legged for the rest of your life because that man wanted to go home. That's what our government is, bro. They just want to go home. They just looking at the clock. Looking at the bro, clock. Like, bro, I'm trying to get up out of here, man. I don't know what this nigga on. Don't, sit, told don't, me. Put, don't put this on my desk. It's almost five. What you doing? What you on? Dog, do you know how many police officers I've heard say that when I was growing up? Like... I've really, like, seriously seen police officers like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that right now. I, I get off in 20 minutes. I'm <laughs> like, I'm not fucking with that right now. I'm not going like, back seriously. to this paperwork. No, like, like, bro, you signed up for this job. Are you serious? Somebody's getting their ass beat by their husband right now. And you're like, bro, I'm going to go to the club. <laughs> Please <laughs> let somebody else answer this call. I got something to do after work. Please let somebody else get this call. This not even just in America, bro. This is all around the world, bro. Like people that live in first world countries or the Western world, whatever you want to call it, that is how they navigate through their careers. They clock in, they clock out. That's what we dealing with, bro. That's what we dealing with, bro. I hate that shit, dog. Hey, you said you had something in here interesting that kind of interested me. You said the new car theory. What's that about? All right, so check it. The new car theory is. When you get a new car or you're searching for a new car and you found that new car, right? You know what you want to get or you went and got it. You start mm -hmm. seeing it everywhere. You start seeing of it course. on the road. You start seeing it in different, you know, different colors, different, you know, models, whatever, what have you. So I was talking to one of my homegirls and she, she miscarried recently. And so she was talking about now everything she sees is, you know, pregnancy announcements this birth announcements that like it's all in your face so you know with the new car theory you see it and it comes at you in a positive light but when something like that something tragic happens like that it's all surrounded by negativity like you're seeing the life that you thought you were headed for and now you're no longer headed that direction and it's just being thrown in your face basically by by the universe i guess you could say and <laughs> Just to just to tie that back into to the one of the episodes we did last week, while we talked about how we can understand how people go crazy based off of off of what what they're experiencing from the outside world, that is something else that drives you into a deeper, darker level of sadness and depression because you're now being exposed to something that you thought you were going to have. Damn, that's interesting. Okay, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I like that. You must have had a lot of a lot of time to think about that. I did. I've had I've had a lot <laughs> I've had a lot of time to think about a lot of stuff. And, gotcha. and that's just and, and and when I and when she was telling me about that, I was thinking about, you know, my life over the past month and a week now and it's just kinda like, Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I, I see that stuff being thrown right in your face. Like you see it everywhere and you can't avoid it. Like so uh, you can't you can't go around that pain. You just have to go through it at, at times, and you know it sucks. But shh, life life doesn't play favorites, and a lot of people think that life plays favorites. And I seen I think you posted something where you said you know sit around and think that shit can't happen to you 
or that your shit's just so sweet that it won't happen to you. And then life, life, life humbles you just like it's humbling everybody else. And you thought you were untouchable. You thought just because, you know, hey, man, I pay my taxes. I don't, you know, do this, do that. I try to be a good person, you know, all this other stuff. That does not mean that you are exempt from tragedy. Nobody's exempt from tragedy. Nobody's exempt from hurt. Nobody's exempt from pain. Nobody's exempt for, you know, being cheated on, being lied to, being robbed, being murdered, whatever, what have you. There's no exemption. So even if you're on your best behavior morally, you know, and, and, and I say morally in quotes because everybody has a different moral compass. That doesn't mean that you deserve good things in return. That doesn't mean that you've earned good things in return. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, if you give me the ball and let me run an ISO, <laughs> you don't have to worry. The podcast is not going to die. Every now yeah, and then, every now and then, I got a mismatch and I got a baby in the paint, and you ain't got to worry about it. Every dog. now and then. Go on, dog. Hold on. Um, every <laughs> now and then, that's a bucket. How, how, did, how, how were you? What were you shooting at yesterday? Uh, in a, that's, in that's like park or in the gym. No, nah, that was just like an elementary, um, like across the street that got goals. I was just outside. No crowd. No crowd. But everybody out there is masked up, and it's but it's nothing fun going on. No, nah, bars I, I was the only person there. Okay, it's weird, man. Because like I said, man, it's, it's bars around me that are open. Like like I told you the other day, bombshells was just open. I'm just like, bro, like the hell look regular to me. Like I said, I guess they found a loophole. You were saying something about. Somebody was saying if, if they can prove that fifty one percent of their service comes from food, then they can stay open. It's like I guess. I mean, I mean, if, at bombshells, if you shut down the bar, quote unquote, shut down where nobody can sit at the bar top, and you just serve at the tables, are you still a you're bar? Still sure. Or you're just a restaurant now? You're a restaurant that serves drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, the new car theory is. Obviously, something that a lot of us have went through, and I, you already know that there is a term for it, um, and the term has been around for a minute, and it's called the uh, the uh, the Bader main the Bader Mainoff theory. It's a German theory. Uh, like I said, it's been around for a minute, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I I know what it is off the top of my head. I just hear up and did a search for it because I knew that there was an actual term for it. I just thought that what you were saying was going to be totally different. And I'm not definitely about to give a history lesson on it, but the fact of the matter is, that is true. And a lot of it just has to do with your cognitive ability to notice something that you wanted. And since you wanted it, you're actually paying attention now, so it's popping up more. And your your emotions and your, your mind is, is actually searching for it and you don't even know it in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, you're actually paying attention now because at first, if you were just driving down the street, and you never noticed that a yellow Volkswagen passed you up every day because you left the house the same day every day. That person left the house the same day every day. But this car is just constantly passing you up every day. But you're not paying attention. But the minute you tell yourself one day, you know what? I want a yellow Volkswagen. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to start noticing this yellow Volkswagen because, in a sense, you're trying to gravitate what it looks gravitate towards what it looks like to have one. And it's like, dang, like... I want to picture myself in that situation. So now you're looking for it unconsciously. And as you see it, you think that you're seeing it more when in actuality you've been seeing it. You just weren't paying attention. And Quad has kept that might have been your inspiration and you didn't even know it. Didn't even know it. That's 
that's why I truly believe my theory on the mask. That's why I truly believe my theory on uh, predictive programming. You see something so much, you normalize it. And you, your brain normalizes it to the point of you thinking to yourself that, oh, this is cool. When in actuality, the prior you, the less experienced you, the, the you that wasn't exposed to that reoccurring image over and over, you wouldn't have been fucking with that. You know what I mean? And, and, I, and that's why I say, like, that's why advertising is effective. That's why they put little sneaky shit into TV shows to see how you're going to react to it. And then as you constantly watch these things and you're not reacting to it, your body, your, your brain is numbing yourself to the fact that you probably once saw this shit is weird, but you see it over and over again. And it's like, Oh, it's cool. It's just a mask. It's just a mask. And you, you're constantly seeing that. That's why I tell people, man, the, the death to me, we start going wrong as a culture when we start obsessing over celebrities too much. And we've been obsessing over celebrities way too much as a culture. And I'm I'm I feel great about this episode based on the fact that we didn't have to talk about a specific subject up until this point. Because what we on this show, we don't look down on celebrities. We just notice that celebrities are in a different game than us. They play a totally different game. And the way they live their lives, in all honesty, is not the way we should live ours. Like, to me, I look at us as ordinary people in a sense of we're the common folk. You're more likely to run into a Welly F and you're more likely to run into a J versus running into a Will Smith and a Jada Pinkett. Like, you're not interacting with... Yeah, you could, you could say, oh, I relate to them because they black. I relate to them because they married. But the fact of the matter is, they're in a totally different ball game. The distractions that they have do not compare to the distractions that we have. The type of power that they have doesn't even, we can't, we don't, we really can't even dream of the type of power they have. The pressure, all that shit. So, I look at that situation specifically because, like I was telling you earlier, Jay, what the Smiths are doing right now, whether people want to believe it or not, they're setting an example. And there, to me, in my opinion, is since we live in such a celebrity-absorbed, celebrity-obsessed society, people are laughing at the Smiths right now, but subconsciously, they're seeing that shit as normal. They're like, hold on. If the highest achieving black Americans are living like this, why can't I? Why wouldn't I? Why don't I want to resemble that? And that's what's been going on for a minute now. Whenever we see these weirdos, because I think most of Hollywood is weird. Whenever we see these weirdos doing what they do, all it does is further influence us to feel like, yeah, we should be doing that too because they're cool. When in actuality, no, we're the cool ones. <laughs> they really should. Like, to be honest with you, they're on social media because we're on social media. They really be watching us. They'll steal stuff from us and then they'll do it a lot of times and then they'll make it cool. And then we're sitting there looking like, damn, like, we wouldn't think for a second that 
And we've been noticing it in our Instagram stories. You know how we be looking at our Instagram stories? You'll have one of these influence all up in, on your story, mm-hmm. watching what you do. They don't really fuck with us. But at the end of the day, they watching us. They seeing how we talk. Like, this is giving them the, the edge on, basically, it's it's almost like a social experiment. Let's see what the normies are doing. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll, we'll do it, too, but we'll make it look a little cooler because we got more money. Yeah, let me go. To, let me go to them for for the inspiration that I need to to turn. You know, whether it's a comedian or you know, oh, let me go look and see what what uh, TikTok challenges or or whatever you know, whatever cool thing the normal people are doing. So then I not only normalize myself, but I also make something unattainable because I'm going to use my resources to do it. Like everybody was hype when Will Smith came to Instagram. Oh, Will Smith coming to Instagram. Will Smith isn't doing Instagram videos with his with a cell phone. He has a five person camera crew with him, and he's making Instagram videos. So what we do on normal with our cell phone, he's doing with you know a fifty thousand dollar budget at least. <laughs> Nigga, Jason Derulo, you see what he's doing on TikTok, bro? Making he took TikTok to making bank from what a I whole, hear. A whole nother. I think he's making seventy thousand a video. Bruh, I, but, but you can't knock the hustle. Oh, I, of course not. But that's what I'm trying to get people to realize. You're so obsessed with these celebrities that the same thing you could be doing, they basically swiped it out from under you, and they're capitalizing off of it because they're quote-unquote successful. It's like, hold on. Jason Derulo is not doing anything that your average American at this time. I've seen a lot of creative little Instagram kids. If they had a million-dollar budget, they could probably do exactly what this dude is doing. But they don't have that chance. They don't have that opportunity because they fail to realize that every time they upload something to Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, or whatever, all they're doing is giving away their secrets. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Because Jason Derulo probably hopped on TikTok and probably was like, this shit corny. And then he looked at it and was like, hey, you know, well, it's popular. I'm trying to maintain my relevance. So let me get on it. And then his natural creativity, because I mean, I can't knock Jason Derulo. I can't say that he has no talent. But the fact of the matter is, his natural talent, along with his popularity, he's able to do something that this kid that's probably more creative than him is doing, and he just takes it up a level based on the fact that celebrity worship is a problem, and we don't even realize it. Don't 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 act like most black people was walking wasn't walking around years ago making it seem like the Smiths were relationship goals. Like, come on, man. Like, come on. We. Straight up, though, bro. You're right. right. You're not lying. We've normalized failure in relationships. We've normalized marriage being failure. But it, we look for excuses, too. And I've noticed it. We got so many people walking around here. Oh, relationships are hard. Marriage is hard. Blah, 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 this and that. Even Will and, and Jada are making excuses. And they're sitting here pretending as if. To be a failure in marriage is something that everybody's going to go through when in actuality, it wasn't always like that. Like, we've gravitated towards that based on the fact that as a society, we've regressed. We The values that... Go ahead, Jay. I actually think that being a failure at marriage is pretty common. But I think the only difference about it now is you try to publicize that your marriage is so good. And then, excuse me, then it's not. It's kind of like when you see couples on Instagram, they post nothing but happy pics. And then next thing you know, whoop, 
all his picks come down. Whoop, all her picks come down. And it's like, well, what happened? Y'all looked so happy. Now it went from all happy picks to, you know, motivational quotes and motivational posts. It's like, well, what happened? We're in this, we're in this generation where you're bringing everybody into your relationship. You're sitting there, you're having your red table talks and you're telling, you know, everybody, you know, well, you should have run your relationship like this and you should run your relationship like this. And Will Smith's on, on, um, on the rap radar podcast and he's telling, you know, how Ruby D and Ozzy Davis was like, you know, oh, well, you know, y'all been together 17 years. You still don't know him yet. And stuff like that is like, you know, you're setting this, this standard of, oh yeah, we've been together 23 years. We've been married for 20. You know, we got this thing down lock, but you don't. And it's kind of and it's kind of like you have to have to remain humble to a certain extent in everything you do, honestly. But when you when you out there, you know, giving relationship advice or even giving personal advice of what people have to do, you know, yeah, you're talking from the stance of where you are now. But, you know, how did you get there? What did you go through to get there? And you trying to tell me, yeah, man, you go, you know. Y'all should do this and y'all should talk to each other. And, you know, man, you know, what y'all went through was, was is little. Yeah, it might have been little for you. You might be able to get past that, but you don't know how sensitive I am. You don't know how stubborn I am. You don't know how big my ego is. You don't know what level of pride I have. And the same goes for whoever whoever my partner is. You don't know what kind of, you know, how stubborn we are. So we might, it might have been something so simple where, you know, a, both of us coming together and saying, you know what, I miss you, I'm sorry, and it, it can move forward. But two stubborn people ain't going to go nowhere. <laughs> You're going to keep making this circle and going back to, well, you shouldn't have done this. Well, I did this because you did that. Well, I did that because you did this because I did that and you did this. You're going to keep going in that circle depending on the personalities and the characters of those people. So to sit here and Will and Jada can sit there and, you know, say, you know, hey, you know, we was going through some stuff. I was done with you. We ha ha he he and then laughing about it now. But then shit, like, I bet that shit wasn't sweet when it was going down. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't sweet at all. Shit was not sweet. <laughs> it wasn't sweet at all. Look, look, it's like it's like I don't care, you know. If if we we're separated, we just not speaking right now. Unless we fully divorced, and I'm not in the house anymore, then that shit's gonna bother me. And it's still gonna bother me if I knew he was around while we were together. And then we then we separate, and I fit, and I found out that this is your move. But like we always say, women keep wanting to tuck more than men do. This this situation just proves it, and once again, this situation just further establishes that as being okay. See, I I, I want to say that those two words that that kill me all the time. But at the end of the day, when I say marriages a hundred years ago saw a little less struggle in my opinion i mean it's common sense because you know I, when, when did common sense die <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's common sense that with any type of teamwork that you're doing there's going to be some hiccups we all understand that i get that relationships are 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 hard in a sense of there's two opposing forces that are coming together to make something work and they're only opposing forces until you get the kinks out and you realize oh this can be a smooth ride i truly believe that the more 
we live in a society, the more, the more society grows towards men and women really being exactly the same, in a sense, the more we have to realize that the traditional form of marriage that we long for is going to become more and more of an impossibility. I think when you could, like I said, I was looking at Jada Pinkin funny when she started fucking with her face. Because I've said it time and time again, when she start getting to the point where you're fucking with your face, you're fucking with your body, you're already symbolizing to the world that you're not happy with yourself. You're not in love with yourself. That's why I say, like, I can respect a person that, you know, is overweight and they love and they say, like, I ain't knocking that. But don't deny the fact that you may want better for yourself and you're able to put in the work. Like, that's fine. But once you start taking shortcuts and start risking, like, because you have to understand something. Y'all out here scared of COVID, but don't act like bot surgeries aren't a thing. And I want to say bot surgeries are more likely to happen than you getting caught getting that COVID. I'm sorry. Like, you go under that knife and you fuck yourself off for life. Walking around this bitch looking like a man. Just because you want to get your cheeks redone. Like, that ain't what's up. So the fact of the matter is, all I'm saying is, if you were looking at the cleavers in the 40s and 30s, and you were looking at them as your ideal of what a marriage should be, I'm not saying that cheating wasn't going to happen or things like that weren't going to happen. All I'm saying is the foundation that it's built on is a lot more healthier because you have two people that are not afraid to play a role. See, you fast forward to 2020, in my honest opinion, the more successful relationships come when the man and the woman are not afraid to play a role. And right now, especially in Hollywood, I think a lot of reasons why marriages fail in Hollywood is because somebody is always getting more attention. And that eats one of them up inside. I don't care what anybody says. Will Smith, well, I think it's The Rock now. Well, The Rock ain't black to me. But He's Will Smith... Yeah, yeah, that's I, right. I think his dad might have been black. I, his dad be black. Yeah, yeah. But once again, if I'm gonna say the, the highest black act paid actor was Will Smith for a long time. Will Smith is everywhere. Will Smith is doing his thing. The Fourth of July Will weekend Smith. belonged Will Smith. Dog. You're not dropping that weekend. You dog. You understand? Like, and let's just be honest here. When it comes to attention seeking, from a natural standpoint. Who longs for attention more, men or women? Women. You can say now all day, oh, man, men be on... Listen, I get that. You new niggas, y'all weird. Because uh, August, August Alcina is a prime example of that. Like, you new niggas is weird. So if you want to talk about these new men, these new niggas, like under the age of 30, like, you could probably argue that they, they attention seek more. But traditionally, from a, from a natural standpoint, I would honestly say that Men, men don't care for attention the way women do. I think, just saying, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm open in the corner. Whenever you're ready, I'm open in the corner. All I'm saying is, when you look at it from a historical standpoint, if that woman is not getting attention, the attention that she desires, that's when a relationship can tend to go awry. I've seen it time and time again. And the Smiths are not immune to that. I'm sorry. They're not even even sitting there listening to that interview where she she said that, you know, first she said she gets off by helping people like she feels she feels, you know, a certain bit of energy from helping people. Secondly, she said she just needed to feel good. 
she hadn't felt good in so long. And the things that happens in relationships, when a man is, <laughs> when a man is chasing a woman, you know, mm-hmm. because and then that was a, that was an incredible a line that, that I read earlier in the week says if you're chasing somebody, they're running. But I'm not gonna go there right now. You're do, you're going above and beyond. There, there, there are more gifts. There's a whole lot more attention. You know, it, you're, you're, you're just pouring it in. And women are receptors. They're just soaking that in. Mm-hmm. A woman, nine times out of ten, unless she's really into you, if you don't text her first in the morning, you're not going to hear from her. She has True to be that. really into you to, to be like, hey, you know, you sleeping in, you know, good morning, I'm up early. Something to that nature. Like it, it, it's I, I don't I don't know what's the knowledge behind it or anything like that. But, I've you know, they, they'll be memes on Instagram, whatever, and say, you know, well, you know, stop, t- stop texting people first and see who, who reach out to you. And that's that's, that's pretty true, because it's shit you, testing. It's a, it's, shit a, test. it's a real shit test. And most of the time, you know, women are just sitting there. They're just taking in that 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 affection, that attention, because the dopamine hit. Yeah, that dopamine hit because you're putting them on that pedestal. You're, you, you've taken them from, oh, this is I'm calling you by your first name to I'm calling you bae till I'm calling you baby till I'm calling you queen. And you're putting them up there. And like I told you earlier, you calling a woman queen who's calling you an asshole, who's calling you a jerk, who's telling her friends that you annoy her. But you calling her your queen and you're just feeding into that attention. And like you said, these new cats, y'all love that attention too. Y'all posting on social media, you know, you counting your likes. If you don't get enough likes, you taking posts down, all kinds of stuff like that. And I even told you, it's weird how I'll post a uh, I'll post, hey, we got a new podcast out. It'll get three or four likes, and I'll post a picture of Thanos from Infinity War, which was however many years ago, and it'll get like thirteen <laughs> likes. Just you know, boggles my mind. But anyways, that attention is so. I'm not gonna say it's deadly, but the moment you start pulling away from it or the moment you're like, hold on, put some attention into me. Let, let me get some of that attention that I've been giving you. Let me just sit here and see if it comes back. Let me see if I get some of that same effort and you don't get it. You start to realize that you've been putting too much time and attention into somebody that's not putting that same time and attention into you. And you know what that shit does? That shit hurts. I can see that. I can see that. It makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> I mean, because because eventually, what you want to be looked at in a relationship is an equal. Of course. At least at, at at the very least, you want to be an equal. Yeah, you might look at your partner and say, "I hit the lotto." Your partner might look at you and hit the lotto, and that might be the perfect dream where you both thought y'all lucked up. That's 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 gonna be the perfect scenario where you both think you lucked up. But nine times out of ten, somebody think that you know they just kind of accepted the other person. It's like, yeah, you know, they were around, whatever, what have you. But mm-hmm. at least you want to be an equal. You want to know whatever effort I'm putting in, you're putting in the same effort. I'm giving you 100%. You're giving me 100%. That's what you want at the end of the day. And then the person that's been getting that 100% and not been putting in 100%, once you start to braille that back a little bit, they are on your motherfucking ass. Well, what changed? Like a, Why do you find like a child you? in a candy store. Yeah. You take the kind you take the candy away from him and it goes crazy. Yeah, what 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 changed? You you don't you don't care about me the same anymore? You don't you don't feel the same way for me? No, I feel the same way for you. It's just it's just that I noticed that I'm putting so much energy into you and I'm not getting that in return. And now I'm drained because I'm giving you all my battery and you're not charging me up either. Like there's no there's no exchange of energy. And since there's no exchange of energy, I'm giving you everything. 
and you're not giving me nothing in return. So I'm drained because I've gave I've given you everything I got, and that still isn't enough to get you to where you need to be. So what do we do now? Oh, we have Augie move in for for a little bit. Now you get now you getting filled up from August, whatever I wasn't topping off. So now you over here, you good. So you can come to the red table talk instead of saying, you know, I had uh, I had an affair or, you know, I had a, a, a extramarital relationship or whatever. However you want to finesse it, you want to say you were in an entanglement. My headphones get entangled. My genitals Bullshit don't get entangled. entangled. <laughs> like, really? No, that's I'm sorry. I, I don't. I, I hate to say it, but I don't fuck with Red Table Talk, but just based off that little segment that I was able to watch, I'm pretty it's pretty easy to see that she's a narcissist, man. Like she's definitely she definitely has some narcissistic tendencies in her. Um she's prone to play mind games. She the the way she used the way she tried to the 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 mental gymnastics that she was playing in order to not seemingly take accountability and just be 100 and and really embrace the I'm sorry and like not make a joke out of it that let me know right there like I know what people go through that deal with narcissists like I know bro cause like narcissists have a way of making you feel like you fucked up narcissists will have you sitting there thinking well maybe I should have did this or maybe I should have did this or Maybe this is all my fault. Because even just in there watching it, you know, Will's saying, you know, oh, I was done with your ass. You know, I was through. And he, he's laughing about it. But I'm wondering, like, did you really feel that way? Because if you really felt that way, then this doesn't bother you at all. And the and from what I've seen of that interview, that man was hurt. He's an actor. I don't believe he was hurt. Yeah, no, this is true. He is an actor. He's, he's, he's one of the, he's one of, he'll, he'll go down as... One of the greatest. He's 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 at he's when I really peep Will Smith, the dude's cold. He's good at what he does. Um Will Smith can get any girl on this planet. I don't I don't truly think he was hurt in a sense of I think he was I think he once again dealing with the narcissist and I don't know Jada that well. I don't know Jada at all. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying just based off of what I know about celebrities, what I know about people in Hollywood, they long for attention. Being in the spotlight gives them energy. Like you have introverted celebrities out there, Heath Ledger, The Weeknd, uh, Kid Cudi, Eminem. Like those guys are introverted celebrities, but they still need that attention to be successful. They know it. So when they come out to the spotlight, they gotta shine. I think Kanye is a, a introvert and Jay Z, but they know how to get the attention on them and make it work. So. If you ever look up narcissism, they'll tell you men are more likely to be narcissists. I think that's being said because it wants you to it wants people to think that it's unlikely with the woman. But if you look at narcissism in a whole, it's just it's a human defect. It doesn't it's not gender specific at all. If you're a human being and you're the type of person that has an excessive need for to be admired. You're the type of person that you can't take criticism and <laughs> you have this sense of entitlement. That doesn't that's not specific to any gender. That can be anybody. 
And, tra- and that's narcissism. And traditionally, just think about it. Men are, are, are taught to, you need to be a provider for your family. You need to be a protector of your family. You need to be the head of the household. These are these are things that you're, that you're taught that you're, when you get a family, this these are what you're going to be. You're going to make sure that all the bills are taken care of. You're going to make sure that your wife and your kids don't want for anything, and whatever you say goes. That just sounds like nar- narcissistic traits. In actuality, once again, like you said, we're we're conditioned to be that way. But once the, and that has a lot to do with playing roles. That's if a man chooses to buy into that role. And once again. That really isn't gender specific in 2020 because we've progressed so much that, in all honesty, if I was to give you two personalities between two different people without telling you the genders, you couldn't tell me which one was which. Because women in the past 40 or 50 years have gravitated towards masculine tendencies to the point of they're doing the same thing that men, that they hated men for. And you're witnessing it with this case study in front of us, Jada and Will. It's that simple. And to take it a step further, men have gravitated towards a more feminine um, perspective. Definitely. I was not saying that's feminine what he did. That was, oh, oh, that was very feminine. You, you, you kiss and tell basically. That's basically what it was. Yeah. You, you kiss and tell. It's a bitch move. Yeah, and then and then <laughs> traditionally. And if 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 that was Will sitting there saying, you know, hey, I had you know a thing with whoever. And Jada was on the other side. Would Jada be expected to stay with Will? Or would she be expected to leave? I mean, once again, I mean, this is Hollywood. We have other examples. Um, I mean, Beyonce and Jay. I mean, Beyonce could have easily left based on the the shit that we knew. So her staying by her man supposedly makes her stronger. And I think in a sense, it leads towards virtue signaling, too. Because uh, I think in the I think I think when it's funny, I think a lot of times when people stay with cheaters, I think in the sense that they they've officially gained the moral high ground, and that's why they don't mind being there. But I I tell I tell my homegirls that are close to me, I honestly tell them I say when you're dealing with a relationship, y'all y'all crave loyalty so much, but then y'all get cheated on, which is one of the tell all signs of somebody not being loyal to you, like you've been betrayed. Like, like Jay, we're in an army, bro. We're fighting. We're in a war. It's it's America versus Canada. We out here shooting some shit up, bro. And all of a sudden, I see you in a Canadian uniform. You shooting at me. <laughs> bro, nigga, you're not loyal to the U.S. Nigga, you out here, you a traitor. You betrayed me. How do I accept you back knowing you put on that uniform to kill me? Yeah. And, and then I'm just going to accept you back with a, U, a USA uniform? No, you're about to get shot. Like, <laughs> I can't no, I can't trust you no more. I can never fully put my trust in you again. We've been conditioned. And I said this on the last episode, bro. We get lied to. We've been lied to. We're conditioned as humans, men and women, to think that we're on some moral high ground because we accept cheaters back. Bro, that don't make you look good. I, I still fall on the lines of, that makes you look like an idiot. I'm sorry, like, somebody cheats on you, you know the person that they cheated on you with, they they low-key probably still around to an extent. That shit keeps you on, that shit keeps you nervous because you don't know, you don't know if, you know, old buddy sliding in your DM, your girl DM still, like, shit ain't right. And I just really feel like 
hey, I commend y'all for taking cheaters back. Hey, to, to each his own. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, I'm going to take your IQ your IQ down a couple of notches because you can't be that smart. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's just that's just my that's just my opinion, especially when you're a guy like Will Smith that can get any woman he want. Jada can't get any dude she want. I'm sorry. And I just I don't Jada Jada's attractive. I'm not saying she can't get get dudes. I just think that the extent of her her sexual power is it's Will Smith. Come on, man. Will Smith get a, a hot 20 year old tomorrow. Yeah. Can Jada get a hot 20 year old dude tomorrow? I don't think so. I think it'll be a little bit harder. But that's just my opinion, because with the surgery and the makeup and all that crap. Of, of course, your beauty can be extended, but naturally, I don't think she could. And and I, I like how you said, you know, Beyonce stand with Jay-Z kind of gave her a sense of empowerment. Look how we looking at Will. We not looking at Will like he's empowered. No, he look like a goof. He looks he, look, he looks goofy. He look goofy to the motherfucker, bro. And, once and, again, and, and we're looking at that because Beyonce could go out there and get just about anybody. Jay-Z yeah, for sure. 50. For sure. He's 50. For he's sure. not attractive. He's not in shape. You know, he, he does hard, he does rap music. That's not everybody's bag. So it's like she could go get anybody. Beyonce is to Will as, as Jay-Z is to Jada. I'm about to piss him off right now. I don't give a damn how a dude look. If he got money, he can get any girl he want. Touche. I'm sorry. Jay-Z can get any girl he want. Touche. Touche. If, if, if Kodak Black out here scooping them up, <laughs> if, if, if women are literally out here dying to be with Flavor Flav, I'm sorry, women, your arguments can go to hell. Cause more than likely, you may be an outlier. Meaning, my homegirls may not. Oh no, you gotta have more than money. You gotta have this net. Yeah, I may know some people like that. But let's just be 100 here. A majority of women out there, if a nigga got a lot of money, <laughs> talk about Jay Z, P Diddy money, they can pretty much they could probably get as many women as they would like. And matter of fact, not any woman. But they can still get a nice amount of attractive women because bro, you can go on Instagram and see all kind of Insta thoughts with with very average looking men. And the first thing you know to yourself, that dude got some type of clout. Because Something. women, lo- women there love nothing. high status men. Yeah, women love high status men. Men don't particularly care. Like, let's be real here. Like, if I'm not mistaken, Jada Pickett's mom is on the show, too, right? Mm hmm. And, and from what I see, you know, on the camera, she's attractive. Because I be showing y'all boys, man, don't let these cameras fool y'all. Because you can see some of these 50-year-old women be like, oh, well, she, she she definitely like my mama. But on camera, with all the fake up and all the deception and all the camera angles, yeah, they still look attractive. So I see Jada Pickett's mama. She still look attractive. So me, personally, Jada Pickett and her mom look attractive. That's somebody i probably be sexually attracted to. That doesn't mean I want to be with them, though, because I could care less about their status. I just find them sexually attractive. Yeah. And I think a lot of men move like that. Like, oh, yeah, she she she's fuckable. But am I trying to marry this woman? Like, like for you, in instance, you are the type of person that wants to settle down and have a family. What would you get from Jada? You can't settle down and have no family with Jada. Nope. There's no benefits in that. So unless you're just a nigga that just want to just fuck and just run around just sticking your dick and shit, then cool. Yeah, Jada and her mama can get it. But if you're somebody that actually still values family and you you want to settle down you're not looking at a hot 48 year old i'm sorry and i don't know how old she is i'm just throwing a number out there but you're not looking at that but once again a person in real shoes <sighs> low-key will could start over if you wanted to <laughs> but, but i think will smith has such an image of wholesomeness that even though we're looking at him like a goof 
we have to admit to ourselves that he's not Mike Lowry. Like low key, he's he's the he's he's the he's he's the other guy. Damn, how do I forget Martin's name? But it he he's Marcus he's, Marcus. Yeah, he's Marcus in Bad Boys. Like that's really who Will Smith is. That's who a lot of married guys are. They and there's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with it. But most guys are not Mike Lowry. I'm sorry. They just not. They Marcus. And that's cool. But once you take on that role of being Marcus, you're gonna you're gonna have to deal with the consequences of looking like a goof. Because this is the type of shit that happens these days, unless you hit the lotto. And I hope most of my guys hit the lotto. But we all know the chance hitting the lotto. We all know the chance to hit the lotto. To say you got to be old or Puerto Rican, <laughs> or live or live where they had Confederate flags that the size of football field. Hey, shit, shit. But anyways, man, I, I, I can't I can't pass this thing up, man, because this thing is weird to me. Where did you get this pedophilia thing from? Facebook. Where else? <laughs> This was legitimately on Facebook with no issue. No, somebody had somebody had brought attention to it. It's like, and that that that's what's tied to that. Uh, we got to stop normalizing everything. And somebody was had made that comment, and they put that they put this like, look, you know, the more that we try to 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 make everything normal, you got to realize some shit just isn't normal. And this should say pedophilia is natural sexual orientation. A, a natural what? That natural shit a, sexual orientation. That shit is a natural chemical imbalance, and you should probably be medically castrated, because there's no way that a full-grown adult should be attracted to a child. And what we talk, and we talk all the time about how 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 women try to remain looking youthful as long as they possibly can. But Jay, they weren't ready for that conversation. They're not ready for that conversation. All right, you're right. Let me let me just bump on over there. There is no reason a grown man should should say, or a grown woman for that matter, because I remember I sent you that Mary Kay Letourneau just died um not too long ago, like in the past week. And she was basically the the, the originator of the, the teacher having a relationship with a student. So nope. there is no reason you should be attracted to a child unless you have a chemical imbalance. And if you have a chemical imbalance, then you need to be medically castrated. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but this is where you came here to listen to my opinion. So that's what you're going to get. And you can't continue to. And there are groups out there. We talk about this. There are groups out there that wants to normalize pedophilia and just say, oh, yeah, this is this is natural. This is, you know, look, see all these people that do it or all these people who have interest in it. See, it's natural. I'm not the only one. There's a, a large population for it. There's also a large population of serial killers. There's also a large population of <laughs> robbers. There's also a large population of Klansmen. There's we have a large places for them. Yeah, and we have places <laughs> for them. Just because there's a large population doesn't mean you need to make it normal. And you know, you see people, hey, normalize getting married, you know, getting married at 40, finding your career at 30, you know, that's all well and good because that affects you. Normalize what you gotta go through. But when you out here normalizing pedophilia when you're out here normalizing what these catholic preachers are doing to kids i have a problem with that because that's just not normal there's no reason you should look at a seven-year-old and be like oh yeah i'm turned on by that boy girl man woman there's no reason for that (laughs) and i talked to you about to say boy stop (laughs) (laughs) 
and you know, and and remember, you remember the teacher that that got caught up that I told you, like, man, she looked good. There's no reason she should have been out there messing with with a kid. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, there's yeah. there's no reason for this. Like, what what is wrong with you mentally? And that's what we're we're trying to we're trying to normalize mental disorders. And that's why everybody's saying, oh, well, you know, go to therapy. Yeah, you need to go to therapy. And I I agree. There are some things that you need to go to therapy for. Pedophilia is not one of those things that you need to go to therapy for. You need to go to jail. <laughs> hey, listen, 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 man. This shit say it is in our responsibility to f- reflect and overcome our negative feelings about pedophiles. I'm going to be 100 with y'all, man. It, it scares me, but I do believe that this shit is going to be normalized one day. And I'm saying this because... I think some of the same arguments you're using are the same arguments that were used against transgenderism and homosexuality and lesbianism back in the day. And pedophilia is as old as homosexuality, lesbianism, and all that shit. Drag queens have been around for ages. Pedophiles, you know, there have been numerous, you know, obviously if you guys are bored enough, Google Wayfair, that's something that's uh, trending right now. Obviously, uh, just Lane Maxwell has been arrested. We don't want to bore y'all with those things because I don't think that a majority of our audience really gives a shit about that, which is scary because some of y'all have daughters and young sons, but just understand that it's a lot of shit going on behind closed doors. And one thing I will say, uh, that boy, Donald Trump, one of his campaign promises was exposing human trafficking. And it's wild to me that once he got in office, Epstein got locked up and, dominoes are falling into place and I think it's happening specifically this year because once again what year is it Jay? An election year. Yeah man so at the end of the day man most likely this pedof- these pedophiles this group is probably mostly Catholic teachers it's probably mostly Catholic preachers and teachers that are behind this I'll be honest with you and probably a bunch of uh, a bunch of congressmen because I think those are the ones that are the, the most pedophilic and don't forget your boy that was uh, slanging subways was a was a pedophile himself. So it's something that is <laughs> it's something that no matter what we think about pedophilia, like it's normal to an extent to where we know about it. It it exists. It's here. And I hate to say it, we talked about it last time, but you probably know as many transgender people as you know pedophiles. You probably know more pedophiles. And the thing is as a society, when do we start to push back? When are we allowed to push back without saying, "Oh, well, you're 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 a hater," or you know, you're you're against somebody or or something like that? It's like, yes, I'm against this because this shit is fucked up. Yes, I'm against this because I have I have nieces and nephews that are minors that don't need to be exposed to this kind of shit. So yes, I'm against this. When I have a child, I'm gonna be against this. Like like pe- like, <laughs> and I mean this with all sincerity, and. You know, hey, I hope this doesn't have any backlash on me in the future of No Boundaries podcast or in my professional life. But if somebody were to mess with my child or to mess with my wife or to mess with anybody in my family, I will kill you. And I will and I will sit there and I will wait to get arrested. I feel like that's that's what it that's what it is to actually. To me, that from a traditional standpoint that's what it means that's what it's meant to be a man like as a man to be a protector if you got to go that route you got to go that route because you got to let people know that that you 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 didn't this i'm not the one you got to let them know that i'm not the one and my family members are not the one and 
it's scary times we live in when people will probably look at that as toxic masculinity. But the fact of the matter is a lot of y'all are, are safe because of toxic masculinity. A lot of y'all dads were, uh, you know, masculine, you know, the toxic masculinity, but they kept y'all ass safe though. And, you know, a, a lot of people don't want to admit that they don't want to accept that, but that's fine. You know, the truth don't bend for nobody. And, um, I, I, I agree with you, bro. Cause, um, these motherfuckers out here wild, man. I I just know a lot more parents, and, and I'm I'm an advocate of personal responsibility, man. Like I truly believe in personal responsibility. I know that as parents, we can't keep our kids safe from everything. That's why it's scary to me that sometimes you got to look at other parents as predators. You got to look at other you got to look at other parents as parasites that want you that want to do harm to you. So. I understand why some parents just stay away from other people in general. So when it comes to lockdowns and shit, it kind of makes sense because some of these kids need to stay in the house because it really ain't safe out here for them no more. Don't forget, man, we stayed in a country at one point where, you know, burglar bars on houses, locking doors, that shit was seen as crazy. You want to talk about a new normal? That shit was a new normal, you know? So I get it. We progress towards to me more to deal with more fuckery because like you said when is enough 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 won't be enough until everybody just feels completely safe until everybody just feels like they can live to 100 with no stress with no struggle low crime rates happy happy feelings not having to go to therapy and all that oh i know my next check coming that's when that's when it's going to be enough in my opinion that's a utopia that people are hoping for and what's the likelihood of utopia, Jay? Exactly, a long ass sigh, because it's not happening, people. It's y'all can y'all can y'all can pray for it all y'all want, but I'm sorry. I think the closest you'll get to utopia is when you're dead and in heaven. That's it ain't it. happening while you living on this on this green ball. Nope. On this on this green and blue specter. <laughs> There's always gonna be some kind of opposition of some sort. Bruh, suffering is inevitable. Suffering. <sighs> so, it's it's. <laughs> It is what it is, man. Like y'all, y'all living in a dream world. But hey, man, I, I think that's. A, I think we went longer than expected. Yeah, we got we got a good ninety minutes in right about now. Oh, really? Dang, I, I, you know, I'm gonna just keep talking. But uh, we covered a lot on this on this list. We haven't done like a list in a long time, so that's probably what made it go so long. But uh, if you're here, you enjoyed it. And we, we, we appreciate you for continuing to listen. And before we get into this words of advice segment, I would like to say, yo, the tank tops are in. Some people have them already. Um, some of them are going to get mailed out this week. And we weren't asking for any donations this time. You know, we'll probably wait a little longer for that. Just based on the fact that, you know, we just want to cover some people that wanted the last, some of the last merch and couldn't get it. So, Either way, if you reach out and you want one, holler at us. You know, we appreciate all donations, obviously, but uh, it's not a big deal. We just want you guys to to have something else to wear where you're, while you're stuck in the house. And while you're stuck in the house, if you're wearing some No Boundaries merchandise, that makes us feel damn good. It's <laughs> just straight up. But I um, appreciate it. I really straight do. up, man. Straight up, man. Um, I, I I enjoyed this episode, but um, what you got, bro? As far as my words of advice, man, I came I came in here fully loaded, like 
with levels of words of advice. I, I, I thought about, you know, getting on a soapbox and giving you about a three or four minute words of advice rant. But after the way this episode went, I think, you know, we hit the high points on a lot of things. I think we got in depth on a lot of things. I think we kicked knowledge like a soccer ball on a FIFA game. So already, already, I'm, 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 I'm gonna keep it. I'm, I'm not gonna say this is light because I don't, I don't, it's the Shaolin you Shambles. Don't do I don't light. do, I don't do light, but my words of advice are accept responsibility for your actions, be accountable for your results and take ownership of your mistakes. Plain and simple. For every for every action, there's a reaction and the dominoes fall. So if you make that choice, go with that choice. You can always regret that choice. You can always wish you made a different choice. But once you make that choice, you got to go where it takes you. You may not be able to walk it back. You may be able to walk it back. But wherever it goes, make sure you own that shit. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I'm not gonna follow up because I mean that's that's really what I was gonna say. Accountability, man. We, we it's, it's it's such a lack of it in our current society, and, and and people need to stop acting like they truly know what accountability is. I think people really need to like literally sit back and be like, hey, this is what accountability. Is. This is me taking accountability. Like people need to revisit that and really look in the mirror and self reflect and understand that if you truly know what accountability is. It, it, if you embrace the fact that you don't, then it'll probably, you know, shape a lot, shape a lot of your decisions later on in life, and it'll probably ease up some of the pain you're going through. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like, accountability is important. Like, you're probably gonna hear that word because we're all adults now, and you're probably gonna hear that word a lot more as you as you get older. I mean, I tell my child that, and it's it's important to embrace the fact that you are a part of the fuck up too, like. It's not. You're not above it. You're just not. And and if and if your accountability involves you saying you made me do this or you did this or you did this, you did that. You're not taking accountability. Your accountability starts with I and it ends in a period. It has nobody else in there. It's just you. Yes, I made this decision. Period. Not. I can't say you know what you did made me make this decision because you could always went another way. You could always win another way. You could have chose to say something. You could have chose to say nothing. You could have always went another way. But you made the decision based off whatever emotions you have, whatever deep down rooted feelings you have, whatever the case may be, you made your decision for what you felt was best for you. And you got to take accountability for that. Even if you turn around and say, damn, that was the wrong decision, but I made it. End of the story. Straight up, man. Straight up. Um... Well, I tell you, hey, uh, happy anniversary to T with Monroe and uh, Larry. I think they were celebrating 11 years of marriage. So, you know, that's important. That's important. I think Chris and Shay are celebrating how many? Three, Three I believe. Three. Three years. Okay. Shout out to them. Um, if we miss somebody, my bad. I think it's Tony Rock's birthday. Let's uh, uh, not say to Tony Rock. I'm tripping like a motherfucker. Um Charlie Murphy. It's Charlie Murphy's birthday. Uh, damn, it's messed up. I just read. Never mind. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's Charlie Murphy's birthday. I, I've always enjoyed Charlie Murphy. It's was, it was just, it just a different type of comedy, but I enjoy Charlie Murphy. So, uh, and um, you know, as as y'all see, man, um, I think another rapper died. Uh, was it uh, Lil Marlo? 
and Lil Marlo. Um, and uh, I, I hate to hate, you know, hate end up somber no, but I do. I, I personally hope that they find Naya Rivera alive. I don't know why I find that type of stuff interesting, but I mean, hey, it's an unsolved mystery at this point. Um, but y'all got to take care of yourselves out there for real, because um, <laughs> shit is wild, you know. But any, anyways, I, I just didn't want to slip that. I didn't want that to slip my mind. But uh, with that being said. This has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?